the eternal purpose of God. The eternal purpose of God. We believe that election is the eternal, personal, unconditional purpose of God according to which he graciously regenerates, sanctifies, and saves lost sinners. And we'll stop there with that statement. We won't even get through that much today. Uh, pardon me just a minute. Uh, Diane, would you get those booklets and pass them out? We believe that election, and I don't know why this didn't dawn on me to begin with, But we may have a treat of sorts for you next week. Everybody likes treats, right? Well, we might have a treat for you next week, the Lord willing. I tried to do it this week, but the time constraints and and it just really didn't get the leading of the Lord. But I had impressed on me, and, and we'll see how the Lord leads. That the that election, there's some terms that we use here that are com not common. I mean, it should be common to us. We all should know what they are. It occurred to me that I ought to define election and what election is. We ought to define regenerates and what it is to means to be regenerated. We ought to define sanctify and what it is. And we ought to define save. Saves. So that's the thoughts that were running through my mind, and I endeavored, endeavored to scribble a little bit uh, together, and, and it, I just didn't really get the leading of the Lord to, to continue with it. Uh, we'll see how the Lord leads this coming week. But we believe that election is the eternal. And we looked at that. We looked at eternal last week. What that entails, what that means. Inter eternal. This week we want to look at personal. It, we believe that election is the eternal 
personal, unconditional purpose of God, whereby he regenerates, sanctifies, and saves. Personal. Salvation. And after my salvation and understanding of election, it became personal to me. God chose me. It's personal to me. But that's not what we're talking about in this statement. We're talking about election being the eternal personal An unconditional purpose of God. <laughs> God personally. It was for him, for for his for his honor, for his glory. Not for ours. So we'll look at several scriptures that Bear this out. Turn with me, first of all, to the book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy in chapter 7. And once you look at verse 6, here. Moses is speaking to the children of Israel. And this is what God has directed him in saying to them. He said in verse 6, For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. It's unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Here he says to Israel, he says, I have chosen thee unto myself. I have chosen you to be a special people, to be a, a people of mine for myself, for my pleasure, for my will and purpose. He not only says that to the children of Israel, but he says that to us. The redeemed of the Lord. We were chosen to be in Christ Jesus. 
Not so that I could escape hell. Not so that I could escape eternal damnation. But because it pleased God to appoint me to eternal life, to bring honor and glory and praise unto Him. That's awesome. When you think of the scope of that, when you think of the holy and righteous, just God choosing me, a wicked and sinful creature, to be a vessel of honor. Unto him. It, it causes me, when I think of that, it causes me to, to realize even now my deep failure to do that. But yet it's unto him now. Another passage of Scripture, and one that, that you ought to know, and you ought to know well, but if you don't, you can turn there. John chapter 15, and verse 16. In the book of John chapter 15, and verse 16. And of course, we know the context of this is, is Jesus is speaking to the 11 apostles. His And he says there in verse 16, he says, Ye have not chosen me. You didn't, you didn't choose me. But I have chosen you and ordained you, appointed you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit. Fruit unto Him. Praise, honor, and glory unto Him and bear, bear fruit unto Him. And that your fruit should remain. <laughs> I believe the specific fruit He's talking about is... Leading others, showing others the gospel, the way to Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And that fruit that is born by that testimony, by that preaching of the gospel, is an everlasting fruit that will never pass away. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, <laughs> he may give it you. Because Christ 
chose us. Which, as we've seen on Sunday morning, is, is the Father's choosing. And the Father is the same, it, it, the Son's will is the same as the Father's. And so we're chosen in Him. And because we're chosen in Him, we come to our Heavenly Father as fruit-bearing children, which is an evidence of our being children. He gives us what we ask. You see, that one who was chosen in him, in Christ, bearing fruit, doing the will of God, puts on his mind to act of God. That which is good, holy, and righteous. That which is just. Not, not things to be consumed upon our flesh. But things which are spiritual, specifically, as, as is the context here, fruit. More fruit. Turn with me to the book of Acts. So even in John 15 and Verse 16, that with God it was personal in nature. In Acts chapter 9, in verse 15, this portion of Scripture, along with Deuteronomy 7 6, really brings out the personal nature of God's choosing of election. That's what we're talking about. In verse 15, the Lord says to Ananias, after Saul of Tarsus is converted, is, is, is given life, In verse 15 says, But the Lord said unto him, Ananias. Ananias said, You know, I don't want to go to this man Saul. I mean, he has he has letters, he has letters and come to Damascus to, to put us in prison and to kill us. And the Lord, Lord said, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children you see that the, how personal it, it, God's choosing was him it was a people unto himself that's personal As I said, 
I was not. You were not chosen. So that we would get any honor, so that we would get any glory, so that we would, would be having a escape from hell. We were chosen for his honor and glory to bear fruit unto his name. You know what? Through a period, an era, and, and still I, I know there are some, even among our kind of Baptists today, that they get caught up in, in numbers. And, and churches look at their pastor and, and well, if, if the church is not growing, and by that they mean bringing in new members, well, then the pastor's not doing his job. And pastors uh, like to get up and they like to run. We had a hundred attendants today, and we had ten new new converts come, and and we had uh, X number of baptisms. And <laughs> listen, that sounds to me like they're trying to get the honor and the glory. What I did. Boys, look what God did. And he's chosen even, even in our salvation to take that which is sinful and wretched and, and wicked and transform it into a vessel for his honor, for his glory, and he works through us to bring about the conversion of other sinners. That's his working. According to his choosing. Turn with me to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms in chapter 50. Look with me here at verse. Five, and I want you to notice the language here. First off, gather my saints together. My saints <laughs> together. My people, my saved people. Gather them together unto me. personal with God. They're His people. He wants them gathered unto Himself. Those that have made a covenant with me my sacrifice. They've made a covenant with Him because of His movie. He chose them. He called them. And they entered into covenant relationship with Him. personal with God. Another great passage of Scripture 
found in the book of Titus, in chapter 2. And, and I've loved this portion of Scripture for years now. But we'll now read verse 13. But verse 14, speaking concerning Jesus Christ, of Titus chapter 2 and verse 14, who gave himself, Jesus Christ, for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself. You see, there's why he, he, he redeemed, there's why he went to Calvary's cross, there's why he redeemed us, there's why he ransomed us. To be under himself. A peculiar people. Zealous of good works. If we're not being a special, a set apart people unto good works, not performing good works, then we're failing to bring and glory unto Him. And that was why He redeemed us and purified us. And we might bring honor and glory and praise unto Him. These are things that, that you and I ought to, to think about every time, every time that we enter the house of the Lord. Every time we, 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 we're in our houses, uh, our family members, our wives, spouses, every time we go out our door and into the, the public, am I honor and glorify Him who redeemed me unto Himself, a peculiar people, a special people for Himself. Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter six. I want to concentrate on verses fifteen through twenty, but but I want to go back up to verse thirty just so you can get get what's being uh, the. To what's being said here. Meats for the belly. And the belly for meats. But. God shall destroy both it and them. Now. The body is not. For fornication. What was he talking about when he was talking about meats for the belly and the belly for meat? He was talking about idolatry, things that have been offered to idols. And the question arose about the eating of those things. 
Idolatry is at the foot of the mat. Idolatry is what? It is spiritual fornication. Now, the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. <laughs> and God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. Now verse 15. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two saith he shall be one flesh. But he is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. If you're in, in Christ Jesus, if you're in the Lord, you have the, His Spirit in you. In this body. <laughs> Flee fornication. Physical and spiritual. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. He that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? Which ye have of God and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. <laughs> Does that drive home the personal nature of election? It's personal with God. He chose us for himself. And not for another. Romans. Book of Romans. In chapter 9. You knew we were going there, didn't you? Well, if you didn't, you should have. Verse 
verse 11. Concerning Jacob and Esau, and their upcoming birth, for the children, being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God, according to election, might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. There we see election, and we see calling, election, which is in eternity, which is before the foundation of the world, and calling, which is in time. It was said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have Hated. And you can try to, to cut that any way you want. It means just what it says. God loved Jacob and he hated Esau. Why? Because Esau was a worker of iniquity. So it was Jacob. But God looked upon him with love. I was a worker of iniquity. But God, in eternity, looked upon me with an eye of love. I don't understand that. But he did. His word teaches me he did. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy upon whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then, it is not of him that willeth, not of you and me, nor of him but of God that shows mercy. And it goes on down to, to talk about the potter. And the potter has the right to make any vessel as he sees fit. And God being the potter he has the right to make one vessel on honor and another under dishonor. One that he has chosen because he loved them. He chose them, appointed them to eternal life. And because he loved them, chose them, appointed them to eternal life, in their lifetime, he called them and they believed. Turn with me to the book of 1 John. The book of 1 John, chapter 4. 
verse 10. Herein is love. Not that we loved God. But that he loved us. And his son to be the propitiation for our sins. If he, if he had not loved me, if he had not loved you, we never would have loved him. Verse 19. We love him. Because he first loved us. He loved us. He manifested that love to us. Because he loved us. He called us unto salvation. And now we love him. Turn with me to the book of Galatians. Book of Galatians. And this will be a rather lengthy reading, but listen to the Apostle Paul's testimony. What he says here, some of the verses that we'll read then really apply much to it, but but we'll get to the last verse, the verse that really uh, drives it home. In verse 13 of chapter 1 of Galatians, for ye have heard of my conversation, my behavior, my manner of life, in time past, in the Jews' religion, how on measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it, and profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in mine own nation, being more exceeding zealous of the traditions of the fathers, my fathers. I mean, I, I had a zeal in the Jews' religion. Above that of my equals. <laughs> but, it pleased God. It pleased God. He got delight. It was according to His will. Who separated me from my mother's womb before I was born. This was the purpose of God. And called me His grace. Called after my birth. He called me. By wonderful, marvelous grace. To reveal his son in me. That I might preach him. Among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither when I. To Jerusalem, to them which were apostles before me. But I went into Arabia and returned 
again unto Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and traveled with him 15 days. But other of the apostles saw I none, save James, the Lord's brother. Now, the things which I write unto you, behold, before God, I lie not. Afterward, I came into the region of Syria and Cilicia, and was unknown by face unto the churches of Judea, which are in Christ. But they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preacheth faith which once he destroyed. Notice verse 24. And glorify God in me. Paul says there, here, that was the purpose, that was the reason of God's choosing me, saving me, calling me. That God might get glory. And these folks were Paul, he says, they glorified God in me or because of me. Because of God's grace in me. A persecutor, a persecutor of, of them, of the Christians, of the church. And now, here I am, a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the grace of God. And every God-called man stands in his pulpit, preaching the word of God, can say the same thing as the Apostle Paul. It's a cause us to glorify God because of what we once were. And now we are in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, worshiping and serving Him. Well, we're going to stop there.